folks, grab a seat and pour your drink neat as Whiskers and Whiskies presents Tales of the Trophies, the SEC's greatest rivalries. I'm Mike with me, EJ. EJ, how's it going, buddy? It's going well. Very, uh, very disappointing football weekend on multiple accounts. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going around. I Not for me so much. Well. I mean, Bama looked great, though. I am a little concerned, you know, Bryce Young leaving early with a uh, shoulder strain, but uh, Jalen Milrow looked uh, looked up for the task. Yeah, what the, what the heck's up with that dude? He's like 6'9", 280? Dude looks yeah, huge. showers and vodka and feeds his baby shrimp scampi. Yeah, he's a real, he's a son of a bitch. Uh, he's, he's Bill Brasky, basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, he's, he did well, man. I mean, I haven't seen... You know, because I haven't watched the games where they're just, you know, beating the piss out of people and, you know, uh, and, and Bryce comes out. But, yeah, he looked he looked good. He looked up, up to the task. But, I mean, I think, uh, you know, that's one piece of it. But then, man, the run game really, really got going there. So, I mean. As in the dude touched the ball four times and scored and had 180 yards rushing on four touches. That's right. That's what I was talking about, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That right there. Yeah. Just gone. Like. And seeing that, you know, I, I, um, I had to watch the game. We had a party on uh, a, a surprise birthday party on Saturday. I didn't watch anything. I came back and, and watched the game and that was, uh, that was exciting. But like, I, I fast forward, you know, cause I'm like, okay, let's go to the drive, go to the drive. Um, both of those long touchdowns is like the first handoff. So like, I yeah. just, I paused it and like, he's already gone, you know? So right. it's like, okay, I know what's going to happen here. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, <laughs> five point game in the fourth, no young, like, you know, the, the, the hogs are looking to at least cover, if not like really try and win this game. And it, it, yep. it got out of hand real it quick. Did. It did. It, did <laughs> it escalated. It did. Yeah. So I, I didn't watch a ton this weekend. I did check the old sports book. And, yeah. Uh, that was, it was a bloodbath. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second because um, there's something that you had messaged offline that you know we need to we need to to discuss here. Um, I wonder what that's about? But, uh, uh, I'm trying to think what you'll I said. know it when we get there. Um, okay. So, what are we drinking today? So, today we're talking about the Deep South's oldest rivalry, and yes, it is the Deep South, not just the South, and and you know, of course, we'll we'll get into that, but. Trying to think about what cocktail went best with this. And I struggled, you know, I was trying yeah. to really think about like, we've already done a little bit of, uh, already talked about Georgia. Um, mm -hmm. Not particularly, not that I know of any real cocktails coming out of Auburn. So I just water. went, right. I, I just went to my favorite cocktail, which also happens to be the Deep South's oldest cocktail really yes That's actually it's, it's oh. it is one of the first cocktails um ever like uh recognized as a cocktail so a lot oh, of wow. drinks were like kind of tonics back in the day and this is mm -hmm. the first one that was actually considered a cocktail so if you look up what is the first cocktail the sazerac hailing from new orleans is uh is credited with being um the oldest cocktail ever wow. 
like written down or, or talked about. Cause I, I got to remember what the difference, it wasn't just like, it was one of the first times um, people mixed a drink together, right? Like they yeah, had been yeah, yeah. straight alcohols, you know, across the world, right. um, depending on where you're at, but like actually making a cocktail, the Sazerac is uh, the oldest and it is also my favorite drink. And it was awesome because I had all of the, the ingredients from all the times that, right I've, uh, that I've had it. So uh, the Sazerac, so it is, one and a half ounces of Sazerac rye whiskey. So you can actually get um, long, long story short, I actually did uh, during the pandemic, um, my company, when we were first uh, remote, trying to find some team building things, um, we did uh, like a master classes. So um, each of us did like a master class on something, whether it was like a food item or a cocktail. Yeah. And so this was mine. So I told the history of the Sazerac. Um, I'm not going to give you the full history, but Essentially, uh, there was eventually a rye whiskey created, and then Buffalo Trace was actually the one that bought it. Yeah. And for people in Virginia, Buffalo Trace is really hard to get in Virginia. It's a pain in the ass. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's it's nonsensical. Um, so uh, the Sazerac rye, the official Sazerac house rye, is is from Buffalo Trace. But I did not have that. I had um, some good old wiggle whiskey, so a oh, good Pennsylvania go. rye. Um, but yeah, so you want one and a half ounces of Sazerac rye whiskey, one uh, sugar cube. If you don't have horses and don't have a sugar cube, uh, that's just a <laughs> teaspoon uh, for everyone um, keeping track at Actually, home. I never knew that. It was just a teaspoon. So there we go. Perfect. And officially four grams of sugar, if you were wondering as well. Yeah, I got rid of all my horses. So yeah. <laughs> uh, three dashes of Peshad bitters. So Peshad is uh, the original um, is, the, is named after uh, the original um, cocktail artist who uh, created the Sazerac um, and bitters back in the day didn't like everyone has like a misconception on what like you think bitters are bitter um, but bitters back in the day actually meant um, oh I'm going to butcher this now it meant not condiment I end of meant just like spice. I think it was like spice. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spices. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, I was trying to find the right word. Condiment was not the, the right word there. Yeah, um, no, no. Yes. Not. But spices, that, that's what uh, bitters meant. So uh, you want three dashes of Peshad bitters because there's uh, definitely a few different types. Um, and then you want a uh, quarter of an ounce. Really, it's just, I don't know, a pour, a, a small pour of absinthe. And, uh, and then you want a little bit of a lemon twist garnish. So what you do is you pack an old fashioned glass with ice and just let it sit. So that just chills. You pack it with ice, leave it alone. You grab another glass and you put the sugar cube in it and you do three dashes of the, the bitters and you uh, mix it together, crumble it up. So if you're, if you're just using like I did a spoon, whatever, just kind of mix up uh, the bitters with the sugar. And then you add the one and a half ounces of whiskey to it and add um, ice to that glass and you stir it up it all nice and mixed and then with your other glass that was uh just full of ice you dump that ice out and you pour in i mean it says like a, a quarter of an ounce but just pour in some sort of absinthe because all it is is a rinse so you just pour in enough to be able to rotate your glass and rinse it uh, and then dump that out and then once that is Awful done useful. yes uh, well you know i mean the absinthe uh, which I've had by itself. Um, and of course, this isn't like the, the Amsterdam absinthe. Um, yeah. You know, it's yeah. the, the American friendly. Uh, it's terrible. It's really just meant to, it's not, not meant to be by itself. It's meant to be like in a cocktail. Um, 
So you pour that out and then you add in the other cup that had the ice, the sugar and the bitters and the whiskey, you strain it. So you don't want any ice in this drink. You strain it into your chilled ice to add the absinthe rinse. And then you uh, just get yourself a nice little uh, lemon twist. You, you know, uh, cut off a little piece of it. You, you know, try and wring out as much little lemon um, zest as you can do a nice little rim rim job with it. And then mm-hmm. you just uh, nicely plopping in there i will will say when the first time you made this for me i was like a little apprehensive about the absinthe situation and i'm like this is a lot of steps but it's it's a delicious drink i mean and it's really not that difficult that that's one thing i've learned a lot doing this podcast is that there's a lot of drinks out there no siri i'm not talking to you there's a lot of drinks out there that uh are shut up bitch uh there's a lot of drinks that seem very like the um whiskey sour you know mm-hmm. like i was intimidated by that with the with the egg whites and everything but really all and our wine float super... that was yeah. great we oh yeah great technique yeah there. oh it was yeah i mean it's, we should we should just go off this weekend during the during the cocktail party during your little party and just just be be real cocktail artists like, mixologists yes Let's do it no well yeah you want to be a mixologist that's more scientific i was thinking a cocktail artiste you know like i'll have a funny hat or maybe i'll be like bob ross and this is a happy little cocktail (laughs) here's an extra shot it's a secret between you and me only we'll know about it and then yeah i think i would enjoy that um yeah i think i agree with you um i know there's been a couple of my coworkers that picked up like making cocktails over COVID and yeah, yeah it's definitely intimidating. It sounds really intimidating, yeah. but it's, I'm actually glad that we do this because it's really not. Um, yeah. And you know, we're no experts. I mean, we're experts on drinking it perhaps, but yeah. definitely not of making Absolutely. it. Uh, and a lot of stuff really is it's, it's more so getting the ingredients than it is actually like executing. Oh yeah. Uh, creating the cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's nice, you know, it's like, I, I love, obviously I love a neat drink, you know, or at, at least on the rocks, but every once in a while, just a little bit extra flavor there. Yeah. Yep. It's nice. It's a nice little neat drink. And yeah. I, if you guys are trying to track this at home, I mean, it's essentially just a new Orleans version of an old fashioned. It's very similar. Um, obviously you, you substitute in the lemon with the, or substitute out the orange and add in the lemon and then the, the absinthe and the Peychaud bitters are what separate it from an old fashioned, but uh, it, it tastes very similar. Yeah. But like I said, it's, it's my favorite. And I was very fortunate enough to have one in new Orleans, which was awesome because it's pretty hit or miss. If you get it um, even at like a nicer, obviously I would never order it at like a, you know, a crappier bar or a sports bar or anything like that. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. even at like a nice restaurant with a bar, it can be really hit or miss on whether they yeah. know how to make it properly. So that was, uh, was definitely a treat to be able to, to get it uh, down in New Orleans. It was. So moving on to pick them with the boys. Wolf. Ugh. After feeling real good about ourselves, we quickly came down to earth. So that's what I was talking about. When we were messaging um, one of our guest pickers, uh, Nathan, um, y- you had mentioned 
that you uh, were kind of scared because you and I were on the same page. It was like, oh, yes. Well, apparently when we're on the same page, it's not a good thing. Uh, Yeah, it was rough. I went 0-3, unfortunately, which has been the story for me is I've had always more than three games I loved and I just keep picking the goddamn wrong games. Like in that chat I talked about UCLA, uh, on Friday morning, loved UCLA, didn't take them officially for our thing. Of course, they play yeah, well. Yeah. I loved TCU the whole goddamn week, and I talked myself out of it because of the stupid trend stat of Oklahoma <laughs> not losing back-to-back games in like 30 years, which is stupid because it's a completely new team. And yep. dumb, yeah. uh, loved that, that TCU. Like, yeah. yeah, so it just kind of stinks when you have like, Wait, you, I always you end up having five on Clemson? No, so I would have taken oh. NC State, which I don't think would have covered, right? That no, would I would have been on that side covered. of it. Yeah. Six and a half was what I was I, I called that game. I I uh I said I uh I not only did I take Clemson, but uh someone was asking me like it was up to seven. It was I got it at six and a half, it was up to seven. They're like, should I buy the half point? I said, Clemson's gonna win this game by like nine. I said maybe ten. 10's the ceiling, but they're going to win by nine, I thought. And they ended up winning by 10. I was like, I, I, I'm, they're going to win by two scores, but just two scores, you know? Um, so, yeah, I got that. That one kind of like turned the night around a little bit. And that, but Friday, I mean, you know, I, uh, who did I pick on Friday? Um, UTSA, which was a good pick. And that's where I thought, I really thought the hogs were going to, and I had mentioned that I thought the hogs had a good chance. Cause I thought based on losing to AM, like if they had won, if they had beaten oh, AM, yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah, just yeah. meant like the kicker didn't have this incredibly unbelievable miss. Um, yeah. It would have been probably what closer to like 13, 13 and yeah. a half is probably where it went. So yeah. I really thought there was good value at 17 and a half. And I mean, uh, until they imploded with like 10 minutes left, that was true. And the same with UTSA, right? You, you perfect. As soon as I saw you pick them, I was like, that's a smart pick, right? Middle yeah. Tennessee coming off of the, the big win against, yeah. um, who they beat again? Oh, Miami. Um, and so <laughs> was that just the shot, or yeah. did you really forget? No, no, I really forgot. But then when I, I smiled, get, get the boys. I, uh, um, yeah. So then I was like, okay, yeah, that this this line isn't is inflated because of that. Yeah. But I I took UCLA money line. I was like, this is just it's going to be a great Saturday, and then yeah. it just was not. So no. Corso was sick too. So I wonder if there was just bad vibes out in the universe because he missed game day. He was under the weather. So, uh, yeah. And it was at Clemson, you know, that was their, that was the second mistake. Don't get me started. <laughs> Auburn by a lake, Auburn with a lake. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was one of those things. And then unfortunately it carried over to Sunday for us. And thank God my saving grace is both my fantasy teams or it's literally it. Um, the only <laughs> things that have been positive coming from this weekend. This yeah, I think I, uh, I don't know. I'm in this, I'm in this, I'm in two leagues, right? And this, uh, this big money league that I'm in, um, it's like we always lose. Like when we're up big and when it's like, oh, yeah, we got this, we just somehow end up losing. So I've got, a 34 point lead and all the guys got left is cam Akers, and i have a 99 percent chance of winning 
I'm just, I'm scared to death. It's gotten to the point where I take screenshots because it's like, oh, you have an 80 plus percent chance of winning. And I'm like, no, I don't watch how this turns around. So, <laughs> And Cam Akers with three touchdowns and, yeah. you know, 150 yards on the ground. They give him the Heisman retroactively <laughs> because of how well he's going to play tonight. So, <sighs> oh man. Yeah. Well, here's to hoping that, uh, Better you know, days. Turn around. And, and, and this weekend's going to be exciting because not only are we going to be together, yes, uh, which is always fun when you can at least, even if it's just a single game, that you can be with someone and bet on a single game. It just makes it that much more fun. We're also going to have a third person that has uh, been on our podcast, one of our guest oh, yeah. uh, pickers, Nathan. Uh, is also going to be uh, at my house as well, uh, and he loves to bet. I will say as crappy as it was results-wise, um, I think for really the whole gang, <laughs> uh, it was yeah, awesome. I, we had how many guest pickers this last week? Four. Four? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving the participation. Again, guys, uh, I, think, I think Mike is out to – eight eight wins uh yeah I, think. I, I went one and two this week so uh again i didn't uh, did you update it i didn't update it, i did not I'll update it yeah i'll update it yeah i uh oh wait hold on what did i do because i got utsa did yeah did you miss took, cover um no and air force did not either that was yeah son of a bitch my cousin's <laughs> like air force air force and now i'm like okay i'll bet him uh, peep from him this week so <laughs> yeah bitch. um yeah so guys you're he's at eight he's at the top he you can catch him um so if you have not um given us picks yet uh honestly two really great weeks and and, and you're within striking range most likely mm-hmm. right so um and there are plenty of weeks left so please if you have not uh, sent us your bets um again just use FanDuel is what we use uh, just uh, yeah. so that we know the spreads, uh, spreads only, um, and pick three games, and uh, we keep track of them. And at the end of the what, year, what Doyle do this week? Did he? Did he have one or two? I don't remember. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to check. Yeah, he might be. He might be in striking distance here. Okay. Um, yeah. So for the listeners you have, so Mike and I have a competition, whoever wins, um, you know, uh, gets a bottle from the other person. And then if, uh, the, any of our guest, uh, pickers, and it can be more than one, uh, beats us collectively. Um, so it has to beat both of us. Uh, then we will give, uh, away a nice little customized piece of swag, some whiskers and whiskey swag. Yeah. So it's really, uh, really just need to do it i know a lot of you place bets on saturdays anyway so did, it's really did no, no cover did they Michigan cover did some bitch yeah doyle's in striking distance now he's Ooh. uh yeah he's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten twelve three oh yeah <laughs> i'm eight and seven and he's six and nine okay there you yeah, go. He is in striking distance at this point. So, which is, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I know. And this was his first winning week. Yeah. I mean, just goes to show this was his first winning week. So, um, you know, he was Owen or uh, one and two every other week. And then he puts together a two in one week and 
boom, striking distance. So bang. Yeah. So guys, uh, please just send us your bets. If you want to, if you want to join, um, we're, we're not experts here. You can probably beat us handily if you're good at this kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So why don't we yeah. get to our uh, game here? So today we're talking about the deep South's oldest rivalry, and that is played between Georgia and Auburn. So I want to start off a little fun fact here. So I this series it. is currently the second most played tied uh, for the second most played rivalry of all time. Can you name the longest? So mind you, this isn't um, consecutively. This is just overall total amount of times it's been played. Most games played. Uh, and I will give you a hint. We talked about it last year. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, we talked about it last year. Mm-hmm. So we didn't talk about the game last year, right? Nope. We didn't talk about Michigan-Ohio State. Is it um I want the trophy's name, please. I do not want the schools. It's gotta be either the old oak and bucker or the little brown jug. Uh I'm gonna say the little brown jug. No? No. Not the old oak and bucket either. No. Uh the only problem with that is you have Minnesota and Michigan have been separate for a while in division, right. so they don't play each other every year. This is a matchup right. that happens every year. Okay. And same would go with Indiana and Purdue because they got split up. Is it the Governor's Trophy? Mm-mm. Michigan State, Penn State? Or the, I'm nope. sorry, the Land Grant. It is Governor's Trophy, but it's the Land Grant Trophy. Um, shoot. Wrong side of the, the Big Ten. Wrong side. Is it is it Iowa, Iowa State? Is it the Cyhawk? It is not the Cyhawk. Man, you oh, no, that's strike like out. That, that Big 12, yeah. Um, uh, gosh. Um, there is a staple in the Big Ten that you are missing. They just fired their coach today. Oh, uh, Chris. So it's the Badgers. So is it, is it Paul Bunyan's axe? It sure is. Wisconsin okay, and Minnesota. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> that is the longest um, played rivalry, and the second long. So the second longest, and this is very fluid. It, it literally changes based on like the the deep South's oldest rivalry became the second uh, most played rivalry because uh, in oof, I don't remember. Um, 2015, maybe they played each other in the SEC championship game. They doubled up in a year. And so that, that catapulted them into a tie for second with the South's oldest rivalry. So it's a different one. And can you name the two schools that are involved in that one? They're two ACC schools. Oldest rivalry, two ACC schools. Um, And not the ones you're thinking about. The South's oldest rivalry, two ACC schools, not the ones I'm thinking about. Yep. Uh, okay, is one of the schools for the state? No, that would be one you would think about. Yeah, okay, so probably not Miami then. So Georgia Tech. <laughs> That's a good guess, but no. Getting getting warmer. Okay. One uh, one school is very much like Georgia Tech, maybe academically. Wake Forest. No, different state. So not North Carolina. Um, well, okay. 
the Tar Heels is one. It's the Tar Heels okay, versus. Okay, I was gonna say UNC. I was gonna say UNC. Is it yes. UNC in like Virginia? Yes. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yep, there that is go. the South's oldest rivalry, and they are uh, currently, I believe, tied um, with the Deep South's oldest rivalry as the uh, second most played. Well, that rivalry. makes sense. Yeah, I guess I was going too far deep to start off with. Should have yes. stayed out of Florida. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, so what are your guesses to what this trophy looks like? The Deep South's oldest robbery. Um, you know, I watched Django Unchained this weekend, so maybe it's the Brittle Brothers just on top of a uh, on top of a platform or uh, or Monsieur Candy's uh, cigarette thing. I, I, you know, I, I don't know though. Um, Georgia and Auburn. What What's that famous line out of there? You You had my. You have my curiosity. Now you have my, my attention. attention. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Deep Sussels robbery. It's another good opportunity to have like a cat and a dog, you know, a tiger and a, and a bulldog, you know. Um, I'm guessing. Gosh, it feels like it should just be a big old whiskey jug, too. A moonshine jug, you know, with like the three X's on it. That would be pretty sick. <laughs> the three X's on it. Yeah. For, you know, yeah, another, like yeah. Looney Tunes, like. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what I want. That's what I'd like to see. But I really uh, think that we should do that. We should just draw up a bunch of like what these trophies should be and send them out into the Internet and see if we can get any of them to stick. And a, and a, and a corn cob pipe like yeah. attached to it yeah that would be yeah add frosty to it as well you know yeah. some buttons <laughs> right why not why not okay so you think it looks like a whiskey jug is that what you're going with yeah what might as well let's okay. let's have some fun here all right well we'll get to that in a second before we get there we're gonna try new segment here it's a different okay one. similar it's a, you know it's all it's gonna be trivia based but we're gonna call this one weird law so I'm going to give you a list of five laws and you're going to tell me whether or not they are from Alabama or if they are from Georgia. So these are actual laws. I love these old yeah. laws. Like it's yes. illegal to take yes. a bath on yes. Wednesdays or like. That is what and, this is. Yeah. Oh, I love these old laws. Okay. All right. Okay. Number one, if you have a lantern attached, so this is against the law. If you have a lantern attached to the front of your vehicle, you can drive the wrong way down a one-way street. I'm going to say that is a Alabama law. That is an Alabama law. Can we just talk about how insane that is though? Because it's oh, yeah. still like, I mean, sure. You have to like find a lantern, but like I can drive the wrong way down a one-way street. If I have a lantern on the front of my car, it still seems crazy. Yeah. It says I mean, vehicle that's... too. It's not, it's not like buggy. Like, it, yeah, it specifically says vehicle. vehicle. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess this was a time when maybe vehicles weren't uh, as popular, you know, like automobiles might not have been as popular. So it'd be easier for a horse and buggy to kind of get to the side. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy. And, and, and remember, though, so if you go to, to Alabama right now and you see someone coming on the wrong way with the guys before, before you freak out, make sure he, he doesn't have a lantern. Because if he has a yeah. lantern, then, you know, he has <laughs> the right away. 
Yeah. Maybe <laughs> that maybe way. that's a law. Is that can we check to see if that's a law in Ohio? And then can we check to see if like Miles Garrett had a land on the front of his car this past <laughs> week? <And> maybe <laughs> yes. he's just he's he's old school, you know. Yeah, you know, he's just gunning it the wrong way, you know. Yeah, the lantern was Wh- there. Whips his Porsche. It's like, well, guys, he's got land. It's a hundred yards that way, but allegedly it was on the car. So there you go. Um, number two. You cannot put salt on a railroad track. It can be punishable by, by death. Punishable by death for salt on a railroad track. Yes. What is that like? I have a, I have I, a reason why, but you got to tell me which state. Uh, Georgia. Alabama. Okay. So Alabama used to be an open range state, meaning that livestock I should have guessed. free. Salt oh. was used to lure sick or injured cattle onto the railroad tracks. So the railroad companies would oh. have to then pay market value for the deceased animal. That's smart. That is really smart. Huh. Yep. I, um, you know, we were in, um, we were in Utah at uh, Dead Horse Point State Park and, uh, and um, Canyonlands, right? And there it's open range as well. And yeah, if you hit a cow, you got to pay market price for that cow. So. Yep. So yeah, punishable by death. Don't mess around with salt on, uh, on railroad tracks in Alabama. Okay. Fair enough. All right. No one may carry an ice cream cone in their back pocket. If it is Sunday, (laughs) if it's, why would you do it in general, uh, Georgia? Correct. However, however, well, hold on. Correct. So this is another one that sounds weird, but it has a reason. So horse thieves apparently used to put ice cream cones in the back pocket to lure horses. Why? Why an ice cream cone in your back pocket? Don't know. So um, they're not really sure why it only applies to the one day, but people suspect that it must be related to church, right? Like tying up your horse on Sundays. Maybe there's a, all the horses are together in one easy place. Uh, so there must've been some easier, horse thieves that would just horse. like, man, you're going past. to hell. You're going to hell. Um, so that is illegal to do on Sundays in Georgia. However, it is illegal all the time to do in Alabama <laughs> for the exact same way because Pete, that was the that was the way that horse thieves used to steal horses. Okay, okay, fair enough. There you go. Well, yeah. So number four, members of the state assembly cannot be ticketed for speeding while the state assembly is in session. Uh, Georgia. Yes, this is a Georgia law, and this is one of those, you know, you shake your head at the politicians getting their, uh, you know, privileges. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And finally, number five, it is illegal to use confetti. I'm going to say Alabama. Maybe that's why they roll tumors corner. It is Alabama. This one is specific to Mobile. And which makes you think, oh, my gosh, that's crazy, because I don't know if you know this, but definitely people from Alabama know this is Mobile is the original location for Mardi Gras. Oh, 
Yes. So they oh, wow. originated it. And then it got really popular in New Orleans. And that's where it is known for today. So they have their own Mardi Gras celebration. And you might notice that there is a lack of confetti at this festival because it is illegal to use because it is non-biodegradable. Um, so I guess they just wow. got sick and tired of trying to uh, clean it all up afterwards. So this all still doesn't happen. Wow. Yep. Um, that's going to do it for us. That's weird laws. Kind of hmm. like weird science. Yeah. Weird yeah yeah all right well some of those uh i appreciate the reasoning behind some yeah. of those like the salt on the train track that's uh that just seems crazy but it does make sense it, it actually probably makes the most sense out of any of these laws like the ice cream cone the confetti like the salt on the train track that makes a ton of sense yeah especially since like that like people could use that today, right? Like, oh, old Bessie's sick. So why don't we oh, lure yeah. out to the railroad tracks <laughs> and have the railroad company pay full price for her. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Although if it's not open range, I guess it doesn't, you can't make it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is, uh, if it still is an open range state. Hmm. No, this is used to be, so it probably isn't anymore. Probably because people kept doing it. <laughs> um okay so more about the history of this rivalry so the first matchup was in 1892 auburn won that game 10 to nothing um and then this series has been played almost continuously from the beginning uh with a few exceptions uh so in 1893 it just wasn't scheduled um in 1897 georgia disbanded its team early in the season following the fatal on-field injury of one of its players Ooh. tried to figure out more about that couldn't find it um so someone apparently got injured and then died later and so they disbanded their team and then in 1917 to 1918 georgia didn't field the team because of world war one and then 1943 auburn did not field a team due to world war ii okay so i had mentioned earlier the deep south's oldest rivalry and the south's oldest rivalry um was have been tied here and there, um, there, there's a there's a lot of back and forth here. Um, let me just kind of sift through. But essentially, you have uh, North Carolina and Virginia um, surpassed Auburn and Georgia in 1943, um, but they still trailed Texas and Texas A&M by a couple of games. Um, but because of conference realignment, um, that ended a lot of these um, streaks like Texas and Texas A&M and allowed other schools to kind of uh, catapult them. And, and that happened around in the 2010s. Uh, so there's a lot of, there's like a grouping of, of a decent amount of uh, schools. So Kansas and Missouri was one of them, uh, Texas and Texas A&M, like I just mentioned. Um, and even Cincinnati and Miami uh, University, um, University of Miami, Ohio uh, and Cincinnati, they have the battle for the bell. Um, and that was, uh, that was the second for a while. So that must be probably fourth now, barely behind, um, them. Cause as Cincinnati has grown and, and improved, um, they've kind of surpassed that max school. Um, but yes, mm -hmm. so it, it was 2017. So 2017 is when Auburn and Georgia played twice in a season, um, once in the regular season. And then once again in the, uh, conference championship game, mm -hmm. Uh, and then Cincinnati and Miami of Ohio was canceled due to COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and so that left Auburn and Georgia um, at number two. 
tied with North Carolina and Virginia. There we go. There you go. Yeah, there's some like I, I didn't even think about like Kansas and Missouri, like I don't know rivalries you don't necessarily think about or like Texas and Texas AM. I don't yeah. really remember. I wasn't really paying too close attention to Big 12 football before AM, you know, moved. So and they'll be back now with uh yeah. with the, Texas the coming back. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so overall Georgia leads the series 62 wins to 56 losses and eight ties. So close. very, very close. even. Um, so this rivalry just has bad blood um so beyond the length of the rivalry uh, the school's football histories are quite interconnected uh, and a lot of that is because there's a lot of individuals that have played or coached at both schools yeah uh, so for instance george's all-time winning uh, coach and longtime athletic director vance dooley uh, earned both his bachelor's and master's degree at auburn while playing mm-hmm. football there and um and he, while he was there he played under the legendary auburn uh, football coach shug jordan it's an awesome name. Um, so Jordan himself was an assistant football coach and head basketball coach at Georgia before he returned to his alma mater. Oh, so, yeah. There's just a lot of uh, a lot of back and forth there. Um, and then that even bleeds into um, let's see here. Uh, there was there's a new one. Oh, yeah. So a good example of this, again, like more modern is uh uh, Will Muschamp. So he was mm-hmm. uh, the Auburn defense coordinator um, and offensive line coach Hugh Nail Nall, excuse me, was also an Auburn coach. Both of them were former Georgia players. So I don't know if it's just like if you go to one school, you the other school just gives you a coaching job. They're very close. Like They're very like they are closer to each other than Auburn and Alabama are. You know. Are they? Yeah, they're very close. There was even a. Um, I don't know if you remember this a couple of years ago, there was a Chick-fil-A commercial uh, where they uh, did a tailgate on the Alabama, Georgia line and uh, set up like a little Chick-fil-A tailgate there uh, in like a, I don't know, a yard that like intersected the States and they set up a, a big tailgate. So yeah. Yeah. Very close to each other. All right, well, actually, now, now you have me curious. That, that's always one thing I, I don't know if the listeners care, um, but I've always thought about adding was the distances between some of these schools, um, just to kind of color a, a little bit of uh, light there. But yeah, how, how confident are you in your statement that you just made, that Auburn, Alabama is closer to Athens, Georgia, than it is to – Tuscaloosa. I I feel pretty good about that. I I feel like I've heard that. <laughs> okay. All right. So Athens, Georgia to Auburn, Alabama, that is 179 miles. Okay. So let's see how far it is to Tuscaloosa. 179 and it is 157. To okay. All right. But it's so really it's, damn close. It's really close. Yeah. It's really, I mean, and hey, we, which route are you using? You know, like <laughs> it, it's is Google taking you the fastest route? I'm talking as the crow flies, my friend. Uh, yeah. I mean, one, when you just think about it, you always assume that in state rivals are obviously closer than, you know, interstate, but like that's pretty close right that was the mm-hmm. difference between like 15 miles so yeah um definitely um so mike i know this is a question i'm going to ask you and yeah i already know your answer but have you ever wondered where the battle cry war eagle comes from nope don't care 
<laughs> well, I, I uh, Mike, you can tune you can you can tune story. this out uh, for our listeners here. There are a lot of there. There's quite a few stories, and I think there isn't an exact story. Uh, there's one that historians have kind of gravitated towards, um, but almost all of the stories have to do with Georgia, which I thought was really interesting. Okay. Um, okay. So why don't we start off with the, I, I have heard a version of the story. So I'm interested okay. to hear if the version that, that you tell that yes. the historians agree upon. Yes. That, I'm pretty sure I've heard it, you know, on like game day, you know, sure. sometime, but yes, please. I, okay. So this first one is, is typically the one that I found had um, a lot of, hits on it but it's also the one that's considered like the most fun and crazy and kind of folklore ah, i love that let's go with that one all yeah. right so in 1892 during the first meeting between uh auburn and georgia legend has it that there was a civil war veteran um that was among the spectators of the game and um, the man had a pet eagle with him that he found on the battlefield during the war um, and the eagle broke free from his owner and began to circle the football field during the game. And as the bird flew, the Auburn offense drove down the field for the winning touchdown, and fans started to chant War Eagle to encourage yeah. their team. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, that is the version that I've heard. Can you imagine just rolling around with a pet eagle? Yeah, at a football game, like in a crowd. Oh, yeah. You're, oh yeah you're not just like you know going around town like you're you're, you're in a crowd of thousands of people but imagine just people. going around town like you just gotta <laughs> hop down to the drugstore yeah and let's let's just uh you know head on into walmart <laughs> pet eagle just sits outside it's like peacemaker right yeah exactly just like yeah. peacemaker eagly <laughs> eagly uh, i did not catch this this eagle's name i'm sorry it's, it's, it's all right. It's no, no one cares. Um, <laughs> so the second one's a little bit more believable. Um, so while historical records support the conclusion um, that the War Eagle probably didn't uh, become associated with Auburn um, until like the early 1900s, a letter from former Georgia coach Bill Cunningham to the Atlanta Journal in 1944 offers more insight into the chance origins. So he says, in quotes, War Eagle as a call to arms was born in the hills of North Georgia, fostered by the Georgia football team of 1912 to 1913 and later adopted by Auburn. Oh, Auburn so he's saying this was our Georgia thing. Yes. So while the Auburn adoption cannot be categorized as plagiarism, um, it has inspired many victory for their famous football team. Um, and he says that the cry belongs to Georgia. Why did George? Why did Georgia say War Eagle? They're a bulldog. Yes. So on Thanksgiving Day in 1906, Harold War Eagle Ketron sealed one of the team's only two wins that season with a game-saving tackle on the last down, and the fans erupted in celebration over the four and O victory against Georgia's rival. I'm sorry. So, Four, four to nothing victory over yeah over Auburn. That was the that was the score. Correct. Four in nineteen oh six. Yeah. <laughs> you love just, those games, right? I do. I do. <laughs> I do you know do you know how much money I would pay to see a four to nothing football game at the professional or collegiate level 
like in the year of our award 2022. I mean, you damn near got it in that year that Alabama and LSU played each other twice. Was I one of damn near got it week nine. one this year? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but like, oh, yeah, Iowa. I mean, come on. But oh my gosh, four nothing would be <laughs> that'd be so incredible. So by this account, it was Harold War Eagle uh, Ketrin that was what Georgia. This guy, this old Georgia coach, uh, claims. Is is the origin of it? Now, that stinks. That doesn't that's seem right to me. That's still some, not. Something's rotten in Denmark there. Okay. So, in recent years, a growing number of historians, journalists, and fans have settled on what's considered the most likely origin of the War Eagle chant. Okay. Which just comes from a pep rally held the night before the 1913 Auburn George game, where a spirited interaction between two students over a fallen eagle emblem became this history in the making. So in this pep rally, there was a fallen Eagle emblem and they just screamed war Eagle and it got the crowd going. And and apparently this, what this is where historians and everyone seem to think a fallen Eagle emblem. Like what? What dumb name? What, what dumb (laughs) chant? And now they got plastered all over their stupid end zone. Like that's so dumb. Um, okay, so this is also this rivalry is uh, the S- was the SEC's first overtime game, which just really oh. surprised me because it didn't happen until 1996. Oh, really? First so the, overtime in 1996? Yes, the Auburn Tigers and the Georgia Bulldogs earned themselves yet another distinction in college football lore. The two teams took part in the first overtime game in the SEC. Georgia wow. finished the season with a losing record and was down 28 to seven at halftime. However, the Bulldogs rallied to tie the score at 28, 28 at the end of regulation. And the game went into overtime. Georgia needed three overtime periods, but the Bulldogs eventually pulled it out uh, 56 to 49. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. 1996 till they got overtime. Yeah. I mean, wow. I don't, I don't know if I feel like I should remember some of these dates on like when the SEC was, originally created but yeah i guess just uh i don't know if yeah store scores just must not have been that common i don't know if again like i don't know when overtime was a thing right because ties have been around that's for true long, ties did so exist for a while probably really smushing in that time of whenever overtime i probably should look this up uh, whenever when overtime was first implemented in the stc but still i mean yeah i assume it was like earlier than the 90s right right like I guess, but like, like I don't know. I mean, some of these seventies, oh, maybe eighties. Well, like really? could have been. I mean, that's what I would guess because, like, you know, at some point, it's like it's just ties to tie. It's the way it is. So, I, I mean, that's what I would think. It's only till a while where they're like, hey, you know what? We can make gain interest by keeping this game going here. Yeah, I'm trying to sell more commercials, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it it probably had something to do with that, right? It wasn't just like out of the spirit of the game. I probably shouldn't do this. I will try not to have too much dead air here, guys, but let me see if I can quickly get an answer here. 1981. Ah, see, there you go. Regular season overtime was adopted for Division One AA, Division Two Div- Division Three in 1981. Overtime was available for the SEC championship when it started in 1992, but was never needed. 
Um, and not until 1996 did Division 1A fully get on board. There you go. So oh, wow. So 96 was when 1A got on board? Yep. Holy cow. Never even knew. So it really didn't take that long. First no. year, and boom, no, first we got year. overtime. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know yeah. if this was common when you were growing up playing football, but like, ties and football was like kissing your sister. Like I, I yeah. will never forget my football coach saying that it was just something so distinct. And to think that people kiss their sister all the way up until 1996. Is- that's, <laughs> that's the, that's the common phrase, right? It's like, right. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. It's like kissing your sister. So uh, yeah. That's that's a comment. Wow. Hmm. I know there's a little trivia fun fact for you guys. Um, all right. So scroll and tell me what you think about this bad boy. Here we go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> we got a We got a good one, guys. We got a real good one here. We got a uh, oh, a nice kind of elaborate beat to shit. Old it says an old base. Nice and elaborate, but it's beat to hell. Uh, there's just a big black um, uh, plaque on it that says first college game played in the South Atlanta, Georgia, February 20th, 1892, Auburn 10, Georgia zero. And then um, uh, there's a cup on it that can only be described as the uh, the Holy Grail from uh, yeah. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, I can't really what does it say it says, i think it says the same stevens thing. steven no it says stevens and bro something so stevens and bro must be the uh scroll down to the second picture and you can get a little bit more of the the rest of it, it says like intercollegiate football intercollegiate contest. football contest georgia alabama damn that's Atlanta, dope yeah there's georgia. so much like patina on it that you came and tell yeah hell yeah hell yeah that's what we like to see and I, honestly like unfortunately guys i really tried this was hard enough to get information on this and this was one of those instances where if this was like a professional podcast there's a book written i probably would have bought the book and read the book um but <laughs> this isn't um so uh, it was really hard to find. I'm not sure if it's still exchanged. Clearly, this is like dates back to, I don't even know if it dates back to that first game. I assume it does. Um, yeah. That seems like an odd plaque to put on there if it wasn't the inaugural game. Um, but I, I would assume because of its age, it's probably not exchanged or exchanged like not with the players, probably maybe yeah. just the schools and the officials. Um but yeah, yeah just, I mean, it looks super old. I don't think yeah. you'd ex- I, I'd never seen this trophy. So, huh. And then I will say the only other wrinkle I was able to find, and again, it was based in the book and I wasn't able to get a picture of this, but it, in the book from what I was able to get the free version of it and, and uh, unscribed was there is also a Lynch Young Memorial Trophy. So since 1954, the Lynch Young Memorial Trophy was presented to the MVP of the Deep South oldest rivalry. Um, And just to give you guys an idea of uh, some of these uh, players that have won it. um, Let's see here. So can I guess? Can I scroll up and guess? Because I'm not uh, there. Yeah, there's one person here I don't recognize, but then there are three that people will. Two, Two Auburn and one Georgia. 
Uh, so Cam. Yep. 2010. Uh, Bo. Yep. In 1985. Herschel Walker. Yep. 1982. There you go. Look uh, at you. I don't even realize, like, obviously I remember Cam being Auburn, but I don't know that I would have known that Bo and Herschel oh. went to Georgia. You know the Bo. Oh, yeah. Um, now that I say that, I probably knew Herschel Walker, but I guess I never really knew if oh, Georgia, yeah, yeah, Bo yeah, went yeah. to. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Herschel Walker. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know. I mean, I've seen both Herschel. Now that I think about it, Herschel, so. yes. Bo, I guess no. Like I always oh, yeah. think of Bo professionally, right? Like playing baseball and and football at the same time. So he I had guess that I never stupid really ass commercial where he's just yelling "War Eagle" the whole time. So. Oh, really? Jackass. Um. Well, there you go. So who could that... kill me? So I mean, I guess <laughs> Bo, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> not really. Roll Tide, bitch. Uh, anyways. Um, yep, so that's gonna do it for us here. God, I hope um, he doesn't listen. If he yeah. just knocks on my door like this week, uh, I'm gonna be in a blunder. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. If he reaches out to me, I'm probably gonna like give him your address because I don't want that smoke. That would actually be pretty funny though. If he did just like, I mean, <laughs> I have to respect it. If he just, I have no idea where he lives now, but I assume it's not anywhere close to here. He just shows up at my house and throws me a beating. He's probably arthritic as all hell now. So you know what? Bring it. Bring the smoke. Um, okay, so Bo Jackson, our email is whiskers.whiskies at gmail.com. And if you email us, I will gladly give you my address. For the pod, I would absolutely sponsor that kind of content. Yes, we will. We would live. <laughs> we would Instagram live. No, like, oh, you know who I wouldn't want, though? Herschel Walker. Because <laughs> I know he's still jacked. And I'm not going to say anything bad about Mr. Walker. Like he would for sure. I, have you seen him recently? No, he was like in the news for something or other, but still just a specimen. So, anyways, all, all right, right. So why don't we uh, get to our rankings here? Um, so again, for the listeners, we rank on a scale of one to five for looks of the trophy, uh, history of the trophy, uh, history or the rivalry, like the history of the rivalry. Um, the overall competitiveness of the rivalry on scale from one to five. And then overall, we give it either a put it in the bottom tier, middle tier, or top tier. So, Mike, what do you think? This is really hard. This is, is maybe the toughest one I've had to, to judge. Um, so, like, I love it's old, right? I mean, it is, it is old, old, old. And I love that. Ah, uh, okay. Just let me put looks into a vacuum. So looks, I'm gonna say four. It's very old. I like it. Uh, you know that old, all that patina on it. Like, oh gosh, the the big, like it's as simple as can be, and it's just, oh, it's great. I'm sure it was it was glorious whenever it was. Actually, it's probably more glorious now. But yeah, really like it. Really like it. Four. History. This is where it's tough because. Not a lot about the history, not a lot of, you know, theft, thievery, shenanigans. Um, it's not brought onto the field, which is tough, but it's old. So it does have history. And again, and again, this could just be lack of open source so this yeah. might, this might just fall pitfall to not enough people honestly caring enough to which says it a with lot articles. about the trophy too so i'm gonna say two okay i, I hate to do it. i feel like i'm low yeah. but like 
it is what it is. Like it's, I don't know what to say. Uh, the rivalry itself, I mean, it's a 4.5. It's a super tough rivalry. They're really good teams. Uh, so 4.5. Uh, and then competitiveness, again, like 4.5. Like it's it's just it's a super competitive rivalry. So uh, so overall, I'm gonna say it's a it's mid tier. And the only reason why it's not like in the top tier is just i think from the history perspective so yeah okay so for me i i hate plain i hate (laughs) just plain trophies but yeah but it's old because this one is so goddamn old I'm going to give it a 3.5 for looks because, again, like Mike said, it, it's like a holy grail. It doesn't look very big, but, I mean, if it's really coming from 1892, like, you can't really. If, it, right? if it was brand new, it'd yeah. be a one. Right. But, but it's I don't know if I mentioned it's old. <laughs> so, uh, history, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Uh, and, again, this just might be the lack of information available on it. Potentially that book, uh, The Deep South Oldest Rivalry, um, I think it's the name of the book as well, uh, which a lot of people are trying to get the Deep South dropped from it because they don't believe in UNC and, and in Virginia as a rivalry. Fair enough. Um, so uh, there's been a lot of uh, people that have tried to get the Deep dropped from it and just call this the South's Oldest Rivalry. But Deep is better. Um, anyway, 2.5. Uh, for history, just because, yeah, as of now, it's just the, the only reason it's 2.5 is because it's so old. Yeah. Um, the rivalry itself, 4.5. I mean, when you have a very famous war chant, like, you know, game chant that, like you said, is all over, whether you hate the school or not, um, that that stems from something to do with this rivalry. Uh, I mean, that's pretty awesome. And the fact that there just seems to be um, so much vitriol between the schools and so many like players and coaches flip-flopping back and forth. Um, I definitely think it's high on that. Then competitiveness, I put it at a four. Um, very competitive, right? Ooh. I think what I said, it was like maybe a six-game difference. The only reason it's not closer to a five for me is just because in recent years, um, Auburn's just not been, they've had their, you know, one or two wins, obviously the right. Natty, but for the most part, it's been Georgia um, dominant um, as of recently. Well, yeah, recently, right. Yeah, that's right. a little recency yeah. bias, but yeah, I get, sure. you. I get you. Yeah, so that's where I'll just put it there. And again, like we're looking at the <laughs> the barrel of uh, another lopsided, most likely victory. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Um, so for me, it is a middle tier um yeah, middle tier. We we, yeah. we haven't had, we haven't had a top tier yet. No, not a single, nothing even close, really. No. Like I mean, everything else. Yeah, the our past three have been mid tier. Oh boy, is that about to change though? Don't you worry. Oh baby. Oh baby. Um, okay, so guys, this is game is actually this weekend. This is, you know what? We I don't even know what the line is. We should probably bet this game. Um, it's three 30. We'll have it on the TV. We'll find something. I don't know whether or not we'll do spread, whether or not we'll do, we'll go, we'll, we can go opposite ends on this one. Let me see. Well, hold on. Or we Before can I to, offer that up. Or we can go together. Like, wow. I want to, yeah. I want to win together. That's you know? true. That's Remember true. when cap told Tony Stark, we'd lose together too. Oh my God though. 
Twenty nine and a half. <laughs> That's an aggressive <laughs> spread. What's the what's the over under? Uh, yeah, that's true. We always cheer for points. Yeah. Um. God, that's ridiculous. What's, um. Yeah. What's the set at? Sixty-ish. If you're 50, assuming fifty. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's going to be our play. Because if I if mean, Georgia scores like. 40, which is very likely like Auburn's bound to get some I garbage. I don't know that time. George is going to get 40. Uh, I mean, I think they, I'm thinking this is like a, I don't know. Now I'm wondering if Auburn can cut, just play. I mean, like, I'm not trying to give them any tips, but like, just run tank Bigsby. Like you have him, maybe you should use him, you know, yeah. like that's, that's my thing. But uh, yeah, now I will say Utah, UCLA, Utah is favored by four and a half going into the Rose bowl, going so, into the Rose bowl. Yeah. They're going to do that again. I, I mean, Oh that, yeah. That's tantalizing there. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, all right, well, we'll talk, we'll talk about that offline. Maybe that'll be something where we keep it off of our pick them, but we bet it together the day of. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so predictions. I mean, Georgia, it's it's more of a, it's, uh, it's a question, it's more of, a question of whether cover, they're going right? to cover. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, Although Georgia. Georgia scared the shit out of people this last week, right? Really came down to the wire there in Missouri. I also wonder um, what the record is at I feel like this is and maybe it's just like I'm casting my own fears uh but I feel like when these teams when Alabama Auburn Georgia are three teams that like when they're at home against the rival like this it's specifically specifically with Auburn it's really Auburn when Auburn comes into your house that's yeah. when you gotta be worried. If you're going to Jordan Hare, it's 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 all right. Like it, I actually feel more comfortable about that than whenever they come to Tuscaloosa. And I feel like it's the same way in Athens. When they go between the hedges, they get a little bit frisky. And I don't know what it is, but it's just that team loves upsetting people on the road. Well, there you go. And I, I sh- guess I should have said that. So it's unranked Auburn, who are three and two. They're traveling to Athens uh, to the number one George Bulldogs, five and zero. Oh. Um, this game is going to be on CBS at three thirty, so it will be um, on um, national TV and there for everyone to watch. There you As go. As we will be. And that's going to do it for us this week. So follow us at uh, follow us on Instagram at, at whiskers.whiskies. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, don't forget to check out our Saturday morning betting posts. And Keep please come and thank you guys. Yes. Continue uh, to send us your bets. Again, if you have not done so uh, thus far, um, Mike is not off to a huge lead. It is very, um, you know, still open. Open, we so. got we got a whole lot of football left. We're only five weeks done, so a whole lot of football. So you can definitely catch up. Um, so join us next week when we talk about the Macala Trophy. I'll even I'll even say this. I'll even say this. I would consider double or nothing for championship game, a championship week. Like not double or nothing, but like double points. 
double points championship week. I would consider that. If we get if we get a little more participation, yeah, I would consider that. Interesting. There you go, guys. You heard it here. That could uh that could be for all the uh all the marbles there. But all you gotta show elections. up. You guys you guys gotta show up. So sure. you know. Yeah. You know, do it now before it's too late. So <laughs> Um, All right, guys. So join us next week when we talk about the Macala Trophy. For Mike, I'm EJ. Always remember, too much of anything is bad, but too much good whiskey is barely enough. Cheers, boys. Cheers.